What up, guys? Darren here. This is the Supernaturalist podcast show. This show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening is because it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is an interview that I did with Michael Danforth on the radio show. And and I actually wanted to put it on the podcast just to give it more of a platform because there is some incredible content here that's super practical. It's super, supernatural, a bit redundant, but definitely um, appropriate. And uh, and we're, we're, yeah, it, it's just an amazing interview. Um, it's totally spontaneous, unscripted. And the overarching theme is how to create the future. So I think you're going to enjoy that. But before we dive into that, uh, let me just encourage you to take a second or two to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Reviews are the word of mouth for podcasts. Reviews are how iTunes aggregates the gold amongst the plethora of noise that's being created. I mean, there's so many podcasts that are being created right now. Help us stand out Again, by taking that minute or two and rating and reviewing uh, this podcast on iTunes. And to do that, I've made it super simple, super easy. Go to thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. That'll redirect you to our page on iTunes where you can do that. Also, last but not least, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. That will keep the weekly supernatural content flowing automatically onto your streaming device. May it be your laptop, your desktop, or your mobile phone. So rate, review, subscribe. Let's connect. Oh, yeah. And for all you SoundCloud listeners that aren't exactly doing um, the whole iTunes thing, you listen on SoundCloud. I love love the SoundCloud. If you love this episode, make sure that you hit the little heart icon down there in the corner. Um, and also leave comments. SoundCloud is such a great platform where you can just you can leave amens or hashtag so goods or or I don't think I agree with that. Um, well, let's keep it positive. But um, okay, so enough. I think we've covered all the logistics. We've been um, high, highly administrative. Awesome. So without any further ado, let's dive into this episode with Michael Danforth on how to create the future right here, right now on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. Now, today is a special show. Um, one of our favorites is in the studio. Um, he's been on the show uh, before. Uh, his name is Michael Danforth. He's an author. He's a speaker. Um, he's a, uh, 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 you, you could say he's he's a prophet. Uh, as you say a prophet, it's kind of like a psychic and yet like radically different. You can, like he's supernaturally intuitive, all uh, uh, Christ-centric. He does all kinds of stuff, both in church environments, outside of church environments, um, and uh, actually, I just found out he's he's written eight books. Uh, the most re- recent book is a book that we discussed here on the show, How to Forget Unwanted Memories. You're like, man, that sounds like a, a great book. <laughs> it is. You should definitely pick it out. Uh, pick it up. His website is MTI, like Michael Thomas, Indiana. So MTICenter.com. 
Um, and you're going to want to pick up really all of his books, but his most recent book, How to Forget Unwanted Memories. Also, make sure that you listen to the radio show that we did with him. But Michael Danforth, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. It's always so much fun, like just diving into stuff. Of course, you do like a lot of equipping for us. So we we bring you in throughout the year to work with our students, um, uh, to work with our people, just kind of discipling them and equipping them for uh, into spiritual things. Because oftentimes... Um, people uh, have a Christian philosophy or a Christian worldview, but that doesn't actually assimilate into their their into their practical kind of lifestyle. One of the mm-hmm. things I love yeah. about you is that you're very you're you're a practical guy, and yet you're you're you have this supernatural uh, ethic. Like you don't just have knowledge that a God exists, but you're really doing life um, with God, and. Um, if, when, when you're sitting next to somebody on an airplane and somebody says to you, like, what do you do? Like, what, <laughs> what do you tell them? Uh, I kind of get a funny look and like, <laughs> okay, should I? Do like, I? don't ask. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, every person is actually different. I really don't have no set response. It just depends on who's asking it. On who they are. Yeah, who they are or what I'm just sensing in the moment. And then I'll kind of respond accordingly and just, you know, like if, you know, I like, oh, I write about the future. A lot of times I'll say that, oh, I write about the future. And so that prompts questions from them, you know, like what? And so I'm able to use that as kind of an inroad, you know, to start talking about the future and, and their perspective of the future and the one thing leading to the next. Yeah. When I think of you, I always think of somebody that's like, like an empowerer. So mm-hmm. like when you're teaching people, um, oftentimes like a lot of spiritual teachers will tell incredible stories to kind of make themselves look good and mm-hmm. then they can kind of sell mm-hmm. their product or sell their coaching mm-hmm. service. Or, and there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the things I love about what you do is uh, oftentimes you're not trying to draw attention to yourself as mm-hmm. much as you're kind of pointing people to the reality that they can actually, they can have their own relationship mm-hmm. with God and they can, they can actually go to some crazy deep places and you mm-hmm. kind of help people discover that like mm. um and i guess you could say like it's it's kind of helping people discover the authority that they have right right yeah i think without ever belittling a gift whether it's you know about prophetic things or just you know someone who is in the world of technology you know without belittling that it's still something that is accessible to anybody and i think sometimes we create a language that makes it feel like it's unattainable yeah. unless you go through a whole lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I I think it's, you know, important to convey it in such a way that anybody and everybody can jump on it if they have the desire to do that, yeah. You know, I think it's funny <laughs> is like when I hear stories where where I'm like, you are clearly, like you're clearly like a, like a prophet or you're clearly, cool. yeah, look at that. These mics, man. These mics are awesome. They just kind of go with you wherever you, where you're, wherever you go. <laughs> look at look what I can do with my yeah, microphone. Geez. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say one of the things that I've noticed is that like when I hear stories from people's childhood, like when I was a child, a an angel came to my or an angel came to my mom and said you're gonna give birth to a son and your son's gonna be a prophet to the you know like right, you hear these stories right. about people's childhood and you're like man I never had that kind of crazy heavenly birth experience but this guy did so this guy's clearly in a different realm or category he's clearly a different kind of human being so because i didn't have that kind of 
crazy mystic childhood experience, I guess I must not be, um, I must not have that kind of, this kind of amazing glory in store for my own <laughs> right, destiny. Right, you right, know? yeah, yeah. Like when it comes to your own childhood, did you, <laughs> did you have these crazy kind of mystical experiences, encounters as a kid that you can remember? Or was there anything kind of like, you know, heavenly with your own mom, like, you know? Yeah, no, not really. Uh, I, it was kind of a discovery along the way and found myself thinking in a certain way, even operating in a certain realm of that gifting, not even knowing that I was doing that. I remember years ago, a, uh, a, a pastor friend of mine who's, who's since, uh, you know, graduated to heaven, he, uh, he set me down in his office one time and he was like, okay, Michael, and it was a pretty big church, like, you know, 1,000, 1,500 people. And he was like 50 people. It's pretty big church. It's like 50 people. (laughs) Yeah. So he was like, uh, you know, having me like speak and do certain things. And, and, uh, he was like, so tell me what, you know, how do you see, you know, your future, you know, just doing the fatherly thing. Right. And I was like, wow. Uh, his name is Bishop. And I go, wow. Uh, that's his name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. David Bishop is (laughs) his name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, you know what? I, it's hard for me. I said, I feel like prophet, but I also feel this and this. And I said, kind of like Paul said, I became all things to all people. Oh, wow. I said, I feel like I have a variety of things that are available to me. Wow. So while I really want to home in, you know, on some certain specifics of that, I don't want to rule anything out. And so I remember him smiling and he goes, well, you kind of need to home down to, you know, <laughs> he's like, that's just a recipe to burn out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried, right? Like yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just going to be prophet, you know? Yeah. And, and, but there's so many facets to how things work with me. And I see that in this generation. They're not just about one thing. They're about many things. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's really a multifaceted generation to where if you try to corner them just into one specific area, it's like, but I also have this and I have this. Yeah, it's totally true. Yeah, yeah totally true. I, and I meet ministers all the time that I'm like, I see business on you. Wow. You know? And but they just kinda just oh no, I'm just the you know, the kingdom not knowing that is part of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Do you see that on me? Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. Tell me. Ooh. Do you see successful business on me? <laughs> or do you see striving business on me? <laughs> Labor some <Ain't>, life. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see struggling, a struggling business anointing on you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, you're absolutely right. Like that's like one of like the, like a distinguishing feature of like, of the, of this like current generation, next generation is, um, they think they can do anything. Yeah. And it, on one hand, it's, it's remarkable because there's not a lot of defeater beliefs that, that's, you know, that like, I, don't, I, I think it could be remarkable. Maybe, maybe there's unhealthy parts of it as well, but, um, but it, but I think it could be even inspirational to maybe even the older generations of, of don't let what people have told you regarding your own identity or regarding your title box you into one thing that you're free to explore and that your, your degree doesn't define you. Yes, you know right, that, that was right. a, that was a platform that educated you to get to a starting point. Yeah, but that just because you got your doctorate in whatever, that doesn't have to set the barriers where you're allowed to explore. Right, right, yeah. 
Uh, I know a particular businessman that just comes to mind where he was a neurosurgeon, uh, you know, for, you know, 30 years. Wow. And then after he came to a certain point in his life, he was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, that's great. I'm done with that. And he went and opened up, uh, another huge business, uh, with kind of a, uh, a, a cave. It's called KB. It's in, in yeah. The, you know, the, the yeah. owner of that? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? So, yeah. So wife friends, and I friends, stayed there last year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We had the time of our life. Yeah. So he, he is a retired, you know, neurosurgeon that just said, you know what? I'm going to go home out these rocks and do some things. So he's actually a good friend of a friend of mine. That's how I met him. Okay. Ended up there and so forth. But I was just like, wow. And this is your second life, you know, like this That's is incredible. amazing. That's such an inspirational story. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, get him on the show. <laughs> just like, wow. That's just, you wow. Know, it was just amazing to see just that whole thing at work. So many would have thought, no, that's, that was your thing. That's all there is. Now go retire, play golf. And he was like, no, I see something else I, you know, want to pick up and do. And, and I think we're coming more into that understanding that we can go a certain length into something and feel like, okay, that was great. Now I want to, yeah, step into this new place. And that would, even that story falls really, it, it, uh, that's, that particular story would definitely fall into this thing of your own, your own gifting and, and your own inspiration to talk about the future. Yeah. Because whenever I've heard you speak, you're, all, you're, you're talking about the future of technology, the future of the church, the future of government. Uh, actually, when it comes to pretty much the future of anything, whether it's the future yeah. of education yeah. or whatever, you love to kind of host those conversations. But then there's also the personal side of it, of discussing our own future. And I think sometimes as people, like we don't want to discuss the future because there's a lot of fear of the unknown. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. like when people think about the future, they might just be thinking of death, right? Like, I don't want to think about the future because the only thing in the future waiting for me is, is death and, and the unknown and sickness and whatever else, you know? Yeah, you yeah. Think, you think it's true, right? Yeah. No, totally, yeah. I think a lot of times our, it, it, we see the future through our perception of either what we've gone through or where we think things are headed, that type of thing. Can I, should I, you know, when I was younger... Everybody was into this end time theology. The world's over in 1975. The world's right. over in 19, you know, all this stuff, right? Right. So it was really hard to plan for an education because it was <laughs> like, okay, wait a minute. I got four years left. And that really created a lot of unnecessary stress, I think, on a lot of people because they just didn't feel like they had room to fulfill their destiny. And I, I, I think over the last 10 years, there's been a real release of of a freedom where people no wait a minute i do have time i mean if i if i have this in my heart i do have time and so i think they just begin to pursue that oh that's that's powerful um i mean if you're listening on the radio right now i would even encourage you just to say that over yourself to speak that over yourself i do have time yeah or if you're watching on facebook just say that over you i do have time because that's the that that is something that i think the there is a thing uh that we could call the spirit of religion yeah that comes to put pressure on us, uh, so that we're and 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 even though we feel like we're becoming more godly, um, actually it, it's actually working against us in the sense that it's putting pressure on us to be unhealthy and to make unwise choices because of this lie that we don't have time. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I've, how many church services have you been in? We have somebody screaming at you saying you don't have any time. You know, therefore right. give give all your money and offering right now. 
you don't have any time. <laughs> Therefore, quit your job and go to Nation right, right now. Yeah. Like you have no, yeah, yeah. you know. And so I, I think it's a wonderfully, wonderful, godly belief that we could profess over yourself. I have time. And yeah. I think, what, what did you say? If you have hope in your heart or what, how did you say that? Well, you know, when you're just saying that, one of the things came to me, the Bible says eternity is in our hearts, right? Mm. So I look at time as something we own, not something we serve. Oh, Michael, come on. You know? That's good. And so I, <laughs> I think that's a reality. I think that when we realize, no, actually, I, I, I'm not serving time. I own time, and time's going to serve me. And so I think what we're doing more is we're learning how to actually bring time under our feet to where we're not waking up every day and feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm working against the clock. You know, I'm serving that thing over and over. And so I feel there's our future breakthroughs are coming where people are actually learning what time is really about and in the sense of no longer it governing us and, and moving in these spheres where we really, yeah. That's so incredible. I believe that 100%. And one of the things I hear people say all the time and all the time, the time <laughs> might just be a theme for today's show, but is I would love to do this. Or, hey, Pastor Darren, there's something that I would love to do. I've had this in my heart, but I just don't have time. Or people will look at me and say, how do you do all that stuff? Where do you find the time? And, um, and I believe exactly what you're saying as far as that, um, that, we, that we, it's our role to steward time in the same way that we steward money, right? Yeah. And that you can be right. a slave to, to money in the sense that you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so you're borrowing money right. in the same way that I think that people can be a slave to time yeah. in the sense that they don't, that they have not been managing time, but they feel like time manages them. And therefore there is no, there is no time to engage, but that would be a, that I would say that would be a lie. Like if people are saying, I would love to do this, but I don't have the time that that would be a lie that they're, that they're basically saying I am a slave to time and time is managing me. I'm right. incapable of, of taking management or stewardship, or as you would say, taking government over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that holds true really with anything that, that pertains to our, our physical state or emotional state. So we could say, uh, you know, we have emotions, we experience them every day. And the choice is we either serve those emotions or they serve us. Wow. So yeah. that means I can emotionally experience something just in a wonderful way, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to serve emotions. Wow. So you have thoughts about something and this emotion comes up and it's like, okay, am I going to serve that or am I going to bring that under my feet? I mean, even coming over here, I had just, I had like a really weird emotional moment of just feeling like everything's whatever. And so I found myself just like, no, we're not doing this, you know, and just bringing this under my feet. And so I think more and more we're coming into a greater understanding as to who are, who we are and our ability. And I, I mean, it, it, this kind of rocks people's world. But if we say we are sons of God, you know, we so much, we so often downplay that, you know, like, you know, just like what, you know, like even when people hear it, it's, you know, it, they almost feel like, you know, you can't say that or yeah. it's, you know, like they're. And, and, uh, and, and I, and I do want to hit on this just, just for a second, just considering the context of our audience um, mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, if you say sons of God in a 
particular church stream, oh, right. people won't bat an eye. Right. They're like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. uh, but I did some teaching recently at a church that, that isn't our typical stream. Mm. And I did a, a message on sonship mm. and, um, and received some feedback where I was encouraged to actually go f- to give a response. You know, that I needed to kind of straighten mm. some things out right, and work right, some things right. out theologically in that context to, to make sure that all the wires were connected really well so that nothing started shorting out. Yeah. And it was re- regarding gender mm. and the term sons of God. Mm. And so even though I taught pretty clearly what Paul says, that we are all sons, and contextually what that means isn't that you're all men or need to act like men, right. but that we're all inheritors. Because in, first, yeah, yeah. in the first century, in the biblical context, um, only men could would re- were in line were in line for inheritance. Mm-hmm. So the firstborn, right son would son male would receive the uh, whatever inheritance right, is right. is in store for him. So when Paul says you are all sons, what he's saying is that regardless of your gender, if you're male or female, Jew or Gentile, you know, right. um, slave or master, you are all inheritors. So right. it it by no means when we talk about sonship. Are we saying that this is only for men, uh, or it's only for, uh, yeah, that, that it's only for men? Um, th- but really, it's actually a message of liberation. I yeah, think yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. uh, and I just wanted to explain that because yeah. some of our listeners might be like, "So, oh, this is a male," and sometimes Christians get thrown into this kind of like, yeah, yeah. you know, different and, categories and stuff. And I and I try to to emphasize that to sons and daughters because I know that we lean to one side or the other, and that it's what you're saying as far as sons. And I think a lot of it is the primary intent of that expression is to point to our origin, you know, who we are born of. So even though we come from an earthly parent, a mother, and that's the gateway into the earth, that we're still spirit oriented in the sense of our origin of existence. And it seems like everybody across the line uh, whether they're just anti-spirit, period. But, <laughs> you know, at one yeah. level or another, they can grasp that and say, oh, yeah, no, I know that there's something beyond this. And so, therefore, there is this origin, you know, of existence that, you know, I might have been birthed, you know, through the physical realm, but, yeah. I'd like to chat with you a little bit about that. I've been doing a series at Seattle Revival Center, which w- let's do a plug because it'd be, qu- uh, yeah, we'll just do a plug instead of going to a commercial break. So, <laughs> Uh, Seattle Bible Center, <laughs> located in Newcastle, Washington. Join us on a Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. If you've tried church before and you're like, this isn't my thing, it's because you haven't tried Seattle Bible Center. All right. How about that for like a little spontaneous commercial? All right. So I've been doing a series on uh, what I've been calling 100%. Mm. And um, uh, basically coming out of uh, John 10, 10, that the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you would have life, and not just life, but life abundantly. And there's, there's so many scriptural texts that we've been diving into regarding God's will that we would have that we would be operating at a hundred percent in our soul and our spirit and in our body. We even see, you know, the benediction, closing benediction in uh first Thessalonians. Um I I would I'm blessing you for fulfillment, complete satisfaction mm. of body, spirit, and soul. I've hit on the soul and that's the mind, the will and the emotions. I've hit on the body. So last week I did a whole thing on stewarding um, the body and the importance of the body in seeing uh, and not having the old school Gnostic view that uh, 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 again, because uh, this ties in beautiful, beautifully with what we were talking about before 
as far as um, not having really any sort of, uh, not really recognizing the, the glory of, of, of the body and the gift that this body's mm-hmm. been, been given to us. And so just we talked about that stewarding, not having the end times view of, you know, who cares about your body? To, you know, tomorrow we might get raptured off this hell rock, right? Mm-hmm. So just like do whatever you want. Your spirit's the only thing that, that really matters, <laughs> right. you know, eat whatever you want, you know, <laughs> judge the smokers, right? Because, right. you know, right. um, judge the drinkers, but, but go eat McDonald's, enjoy yourself. You know, I'm, 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 I'm having right. a lot of fun right now. I don't want to get critical, but um, this week I'm speaking on the spirit. So hit on the soul, the body, and then the spirit and what it looks like to be like, at a, and, and that's one of the things that you just said that oftentimes we don't really talk a lot about our spirit man or, you know, so right. just as, just to help me out in my preparation for, for this Sunday, what kind of like revelation have you received? Cause I've struggled with this actually. I, I've struggled with the idea of the separation between our soul and our spirit. And is our spirit, our own consciousness, like let, uh, is our spirit, our consciousness and our soul is our awareness of our consciousness. When you think about our spirit, man, um, what kind of revelation have you received on, on the spirit, man? Well, you know, actually, the simplicity of the idea of the spiritual side of, of our being. So there's many ways that it says, I'm either uh, a human being having a spiritual experience yeah. or I'm a spiritual being having an earthly experience. Having a human experience. experience, yeah, yeah. But the way I look at that is if I think about something spiritual or I think about spirit, I automatically look at it in terms of limitations. So if I look at myself just from a natural perspective, then I can look and go, wow, there's a lot of limitations, you know, in that natural realm. If I look at myself from a spiritual perspective, then I'm like, wow, my potential is actually greater because now I'm no longer limited to the natural realm. So what I, what I do a lot of times is I, I believe our greatest struggle oftentimes when we're waking up every day doing what we do is we're dealing with a limited mindset. So the object, like I'm thinking of a scripture in the Bible where it says all things are possible Mm -hmm. to those who believe. Yeah. Right. And so I think we're, there's a generation that are rising up and going, wait a minute. I, I don't feel like I'm limited. I feel like I can do anything. You already see that happening even in the natural where, you know, I, I rode a motorbike when I was young, did a lot of motocross, blah, blah, blah. But if I look at a, a motocross person today, the jumps, the, the tricks, all this stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I was like really doing something then, doing jumps or whatever. This is crazy, right? And so there's something in that mind that says, okay, I know that's great, but I can go further. Yeah. I can do more, right? I, I think that is our DNA, is that all things are possible. So when there's a limitation that is put, I think there is a season that people go through in their upbringing. They either had a parent that encouraged them and said, you can do anything, or they had to constantly be put down all these things they went through, and they're trying to break through those barriers wow. to function at a level that is higher than anything they've ever known. So I love that. I love people like even Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where he's pushing the card, right? And all of these different Tesla, all that stuff. I had a prophetic word years ago 
in 2007, eight, somewhere in there. It's in our archives. And I said, uh, Tesla would once again come to the forefront of the future because of all of these things that, you know, like things he carried, but it didn't, it didn't get reach its height, you know, and now you're looking at just a huge, huge way. He's a, he's a fascinating guy. (laughs) He's a fascinating guy. Um, and you heard this last week, they announced that they're selling the first seat, the first oh, private seat yeah. to, to, to go to orbit around the moon. Yeah. Some guy in China. Yeah. Isn't that great? Do you yeah. know how much it went for? Like, uh, did they disclose that or? I don't know if they did or not. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's absolutely. And did, did I know you, he's a billionaire, so. <laughs> did, did you watch the interview with him a couple weeks ago? The, oh, with, yeah, with that Joe. was, yeah. The, the dancing car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was other things, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my car dances to my music, you know. <laughs> yeah, and just seeing how his mind. I, oh yeah. That's, that's actually, this is the first interview I've actually seen with with him before, and I was just like, this guy, like yeah. this guy, the yeah. way he thinks and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's fascinating. Yeah, and when I look at when I see that, I call that sonship or daughtership. You know, interesting like, <laughs> because they're seeing outside of the limits. It's right, right. Like that's they're right. they're viewing the world through. What's the most What's the most efficient way to do this? Everybody's told us this is the only way. That's right. But if you think like a son, then you're like, like then then I don't have to operate through the through the government of limits and yeah. So I look at that. It's incrementally we keep going right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at the prophetic realm, whether it's prophets, prophetess, or whatever. You see the years of how they have functioned and how they have done certain things. But then I'm looking beyond that and going, okay, I don't want to just predict an outcome. I actually want to create one. Because if I'm looking at the people in the earth who have the ability, like a blueprint to see it, the, the, uh, the, the people that are creating those blueprints for the future, then I'm thinking that's the kind of mind I want. I want to be part, like if there's a structure then we're going to get a, uh, who's the guys that do the blueprints? A, uh, a CAD designer or something like name, a, their name. Uh, what are they? Uh, what are they called? Drafter. No. Uh, architect. Okay. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> architect. <laughs> so, so an architect. So my wife, get her on the phone. Yeah. An architect creates the design and then that is carried out. This is how we build it. Right. To me, I look at the prophetic that way. You see something and you become a co-creator. This is the design. So I look at the design as the intent of, of God in this, in, from a spiritual spirit. What is God's intent for the future? That's what I align myself. That's part of the architect, and that's how I create prophetically. And I think people in business, they do the same. They see something, like Leon Musk has this thought, has this idea that is beyond what anybody has done because he's not being subjected to limitations and constantly pushing this card and therefore, he's actually creating something that, you know, people thought previously wasn't possible. That's fascinating. So you, you see that the prophet has a certain amount of, of creative license operating within the con, con, confines of God's intent. Yeah. And Did I, I say that right? Yeah. But, uh, but I look at everybody that way. So if I look at a Leon Musk or other people, I see them actually operating within the intent of God where he's very imaginative. He has all of these things. Because if you think about heaven and it's 
you know, its hardware and its its capacities and stuff. You know, you have to know. Heavenly that Hardware. Yeah. The, dot com. <laughs> Heavenly Hardware. <laughs> Let's buy it. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Come on. That's your, That's all you. You take it. Go daddy but, it. But Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. every, so there is that because the Bible says all good things come from above. So you can't limit something. Oh, well, this person, you know, loves I, God. I hear this what you're person. saying. And that's, that's the, that's the boundary, the boundary lines that we're always trying to put on everything versus secular and um, spiritual. Like this is spiritual. This is secular. And what you're saying is that we have to we have to remove those we have to remove those lines and look at is this good for humanity or is this destructive for humanity and then redefine things according yeah. to its level of redemption versus the opposite. Right. So I'll take my prophetic gift, walk in the middle of chaos, meaning I'll step into a situation that is in government that looks chaotic and go, okay, what's your intent? This is my intent. Therefore I will speak contrary to what is being seen because God is looking for someone to co-create with him. Like Ezekiel, when he speaks to him, says, hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Speaking of referring to Israel in that day, well, yeah, Lord, you know, then prophesy. I want you to co-create with me. I want you to to get this in motion. And that's just how I see, you know, things, you know, just in the sense of, of our des- the desire that God is putting within us. No, I want you to create an outcome. I don't want you to just predict it. Now, I, I know that's part of the prophetic gift. People, you know, we pr- speak about future things, you know, earthquakes, volcanoes, storms, all this stuff. But my mind, so when I'm looking at these things, I'm like, how can I prevent that? Yeah, that's fascinating. How yeah. Can, yeah, how can I turn that around and, you know, and make it not a destructive thing, but turn it into and, and, and the world know that God is behind it? Yeah, that's fascinating. So, because a lot of what's been done in the prophetic is looking looking down the timeline at the natural trajectory of where humanity is going, and then almost stating I wouldn't call it the obvious, but it's a, it's just reading the trajectory of humanity, and then stating what's what 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 is about to happen. Right. Versus right. using their sonship, looking down the 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 timeline, and then declaring a contrasting reality. Yes. Knowing that that is. Forging the future versus just predicting, forging a contrasting future with that he- that heaven, you know, that the Father's holding in His heart, versus you know, just stating, yeah, you know, yeah, that's fascinating. That's yeah. really really good, and um, and anyone could do that. Anyone can do that. Looking yeah. at their own children and looking at the unwise choices that that someone's son might be making. Yeah. Instead of just saying, well, well my son's going to die because he's a drug addict and he won't yeah. and the doctor's saying he's going to that that saying that like that 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 might be the natural trajectory of how everything looks in the natural. Yeah. But that um, death doesn't that as a parent you have authority there. You have yeah. a certain amount of God-given government that's been released to you as a parent. So instead of just predicting the future according yeah. to whatever facts you've been given, yeah, you can actually change history. Mm. So like uh, 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 an example would be even with, say, South Korea, 2014, 13, and 14, I was looking at that situation, how volatile it appeared, all these things, and they were intensifying. And yet I, as God was like, so what's my intent, though? Wow. You know, how am I looking at Kim Jong-un? How, you know, what's my intent? And I thought, 
it's glorious. You want to, you want to intervene. You want to. So I begin to prophetically speak in an unusual coming together of North and South, not even knowing that there would be the winter Olympics, you know, cause it wasn't, had not yet come into play, like all the scenes that were going on and just one thing after another. So when I was going in Korea, I was constantly speaking into that, but this is what I love about it. Once you do that, once you, you come into an alignment with the tent of God, you, you impregnate the atmosphere. Mm. That means other prophetic people that are out there, they will catch it. They will start, they'll have experiences. They'll start encountering this and that, which will create an agreement. The, the, the idea of God speaking to Ezekiel, can these bones live? I want you to come into an agreement with me. So there's a prophetic realm that creates an agreement in the atmosphere that will touch other people who are prophetic, prophet, whatever, at every level, and it will ignite in them. But that's the same in the business world. Someone gets an idea, and they speak about that idea, and they start presenting it. What happens? The atmosphere becomes impregnated with it. Next thing you know, these other people that are already leaning in certain directions, they're getting this. They're getting that. We call that competition. We call that all this stuff in the sense of that, you know, grabbing a hold of it. But that's, that's how it works. There's releasers, prophetic releasers, that see the atmosphere for people to hear and see and even prophesy of future outcomes. That's so good. And now let me ask you more of an elementary question um, for those that are new at this. <laughs> and they're like, I'm intrigued. You got, you got my attention. How do you know the intent of God? I, relationally. See, this, that's why intimacy is so important. So we can look at God as just like, this is beyond my scope of understanding, whatever. Or we can uh, approach him and look at him as a father that I really don't know, but I want to know. And as I develop an intimate relationship with him, then the intent of God, his desires, they'll start rising up in me. His desires become my desires. Wow. And, and my desires are actually connected to his. It's like even when they spoke to Moses and Moses, there were people that could actually do things prophetically, right? Like they could, they could carry out certain things like have dreams they could do all this stuff. They could interact with that. But God said this, yeah, that's true. But Moses, I speak face to face. So the intentions of God is to have a face to face encounter with his people so that they can come into the know that is beyond anything that they've ever known, so to speak, right? So that they can align themselves, come into an agreement. When that happens, there's nothing that you can't move. There's nothing that can't be shaped. And all the earth is groaning for that type of, we call it sonship. In other words, we become aware that we are sons and daughters of God and that we are not limited. And if we are, it's only because our inability to perceive, to know at the level that, that God has created us to. Ah, so good. Yeah, beautifully said. And, uh, and if you're listening to the show right now, what Michael is saying is that the primary intent of God's heart is to have relationship with you, that you yes. would have a relationship with him. And from that place of relationship, you step into an awakening dynamic. And I think that people that are listening, um, that listen to the show often, when they think of awakening, they frame it out according to history of the great awakening. Certainly our country has seen two major great awakenings. But um, I think that the third great awakening is coming and that it could contrast greatly from what we've seen in, in history 
in that is not necessarily uh, just a an awakening into um, the Christian worldview, right. as much as it is a, a uh, the Christian worldview being awakened to the reality that they are uh, sons of God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's bigger than that because yeah. it's 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 an invitation for humanity to step mm-hmm. into the into the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. It's the invitation for humanity to step into their role uh, of sons of God. Yeah. So I think yeah. that we're going to see a, a, a third great awakening, but it's going to be like a, a, a enlightenment, if you will, yeah, yeah, like yeah. this yeah. aha moment of, oh my goodness, this thing's way bigger than just following the Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You know, something hit me while you, while you were speaking, because that's, that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I kept hearing the word, no delay, no delay. And I feel like there's a lot of people listening that feel like their life's been on hold wow. for various reasons, whether it's decisions being made, certain things that, it ha- that happened that they weren't expecting to happen, whatever the case is, but their life has been on hold. And I feel like what's what's coming or what's taking place is they're going to realize that they weren't on hold. They were just being prepared for the next season. And even as I say, no delay, I'm thinking about our current government right now, where even there's a lot of different motions and feelings, even about the next Supreme court. Mm. And while it looks like a delay, it's not going to be a delay that there is a smooth transaction of government that is coming into play. Wow. And even whether someone likes, you know, President Trump or not, right. if you were just able to push that issue aside and look at this and say, just like how we started this program, that he was a, he was a businessman. He had this whole field of oh, knowledge. Right, right, right. And he came out of that into government, into being a president. So we were just talking about people like, okay, I mean, 70 years old, like I've, I served my life, but actually he ended a season in his life that carried that long only to begin a new day, a new place in this sense of being president of the United States. If we could take that revelation and apply it to our personal lives, that we can have multiple beginnings, that's, not just one or two, amazing, yeah. but we can have multiple beginnings. We can carry a dream out and go, wow, that's awesome. Now I'm going to the next one and I'm going to the next one. Again, it's limitations. And so I just feel that right now as people are listening, they feel like they've been limited or you know put on hold. And I'm just hearing no delay and that it'll work for them. That's amazing. Would you be willing to just like release that, like even just uh, declare prayer over the air uh, for anybody that's like, yeah, that, that's exactly where I'm at. I feel like I've been put on pause. And, uh, and what the reason why we would do something like this to make a declaration over the air, to, to release a prayer over the air. I like saying that cause it rhymes, um, <laughs> is so that there's a, a, um, a rhythm by which people can come into agreement with, because maybe you're listening to this and you wouldn't even know how to pray. You wouldn't even know what to say. What we can do is uh, Michael uh, Danforth, our, our special guest, ca- can just release something that he's feeling resonating in his spirit. And all you have to do, if you're listening, if if, you, if this is resonating with you, is to lean in with just very childlike, just like a kid, childlike faith, and then to honor the word. Just come into agreement. And, and when Michael's done. You know, it's funny because, you know, in, in, in the church or when we're, when we're done praying for our food, we say amen. That just means I'm in agreement. Right. And yeah. so instead of saying amen, just, just when Michael's done, just say I'm in agreement. And that will shift something 
in the spirit and in the natural. So are you comfortable with that, yeah, Michael? Yeah, Just kind of releasing no, yeah, some stuff. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm struck with this passage that, uh, where Jeremiah is speaking uh, uh, in reference to God and saying, I know the intentions that I have for you. Oh, wow, yeah. You yeah. know, they're good. They're not evil. Yeah. And so I just feel like that I want to come into an agreement. And when we say we're going to come into an agreement, that means those listening that we are aligning ourselves right now, coming in agreement with God's intent for you. And so you might be thinking in your mind that you've done something, you've crossed the line of no return, or you're looking at situations, circumstances with relationship, your business, your children, whatever the case is. And so I just feel like we're coming into agreement right now yeah. and saying, we're erasing that line of limitation and saying all things are possible and that there is an alignment that you are coming into. There's things that you're going to know now tomorrow and the next day. Some of you are looking for answers. You've had questions and you feel like they've been on hold. And so I just feel like to prophetically release no delay and that what you're looking for, what you're needing, I'm reminded now also where it says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the greatest desires of your heart. Wow. And I believe that God, just out of love for the people that are listening, he wants to bring them into a delight, into like, no, you really are, uh, you really are, are looking out for me. You really do love me. And that his desire is to give you the greatest desire of your heart. That means those desires are about edification, about building you up, exhorting you, and bringing you into a quality of life that you have never known. And so I just, I just speak that and release that right now yeah. over the airways. Yeah. I am in agreement. In agreement. <laughs> Amen. Cheers. Cheers. High five. Cheers. You know, something. <laughs> yeah. You know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was powerful. Yeah. Good stuff. And I think that uh, as a result, um, for our listeners, you can actually begin to dream again. You can begin yes. to hope right. again. So we're not that you need permission, but maybe you do. Maybe you need permission to begin dreaming and hoping and um, and fantasizing on good things, mm-hmm. on pure things, on a on on maybe it's a new job. You know, maybe right. it's maybe it's maybe it's time that you move out of Seattle. Right. Maybe, right. maybe maybe there's been things where you say things will always be this way. Things will never change. And when you say things will always be this way, you you are purposely engaging with that realm of delay. You're delaying yeah. everything because you've lost all, all expectation. Yeah. So there's yeah. something about right. expectation. There's something yeah. about going into an environment expecting something positive or negative. Like yeah. how many times do we go into a business meeting and we just, we know it's going to be horrible and then it doesn't disappoint. Yeah. You know, you know, when you said that, here we go again. <laughs> I saw, I, I heard expectation different. Expe- expectation is a creative asset. So that if you're expecting something in the future, like in a positive way, you're actually part of a creative process of bringing that into being. Your expectation is a release of, a, of, a, of a, an imagination, of a hope and a desire, and we would call it faith. But it is an expectation for an outcome that we have yet to see. And if we can start expecting something on a higher level, not negatively, not, you know, not something, you know, empty, void, but something that is full, something that is uh, uh, vibrant, you know, just concerning life. If we can really move into the expectancy, you actually become a co-creator of your own future. 
that God has given us that kind of power that you can actually expect this and then come in conjunction with that, you know, like create your, your carbon in it out. And that's just the kind of authority we have. That's amazing. That's that expectation is a creative asset. I've never heard it explained <laughs> that way before. Me neither. I'm just saying that's it now. Incredible. Just heard it. Yeah. You know, and a great place for people to start a great starting point is to find anywhere within their own heart where there are negative expectations. So if you don't even know where to begin building out or, or where you, where to begin creating something on the earth, begin with that place where your heart by default tends to go negative because that's where the tension is to keep you mm. um, content, you yeah, know? Right. And so uh, to find that place where you've been content in a certain negative space and place and realize that, that is, that's the opportunity, that's the blank canvas where you can use your expectancy as a creative asset to begin creating. I mean, I, yeah. brilliantly yeah. said, yeah. Michael, that was, <laughs> that was so, that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you are going to be doing some, okay, so you're going to be doing um, a class. It's, a, it's actually a closed class, and that's tomorrow night. But then you're going to be doing a, an open forum. Like, uh, it's open to the public on Friday night um, at Seattle Revival Center. So if you're, if you're listening and you want more, uh, go to seattlerevivalcenter.com. It's Friday night at 7 p.m. There's no cost. You don't have to register to show up. And it's going to be just uh, a one night of, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know if you know what that's going to look like. Right, no. Um, but we'll, we'll show Very up. Very creative. Yeah, it'll be a creative. <laughs> you'll be showing up with some creative assets. <laughs> a lot of expectancy. You know, and to come expecting. And even yeah, people yeah. that are watching, I know there's a lot of people on Facebook Live that are going to be coming on Friday night, even Thursday night. But really, like, if you're going to show up to something, why not show up with expectancy? Yeah. Why not use your faith to begin to frame out the possibilities? Yeah. So I have a wild prophetic thing right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, happening. yeah. Michelangelo. I was just hearing this deal. Wow. Michelangelo just took this mass nothing and carved out some historical images that have carried out through the ages. And I just feel like that right now, what God is doing and is going to do, it is going to, he's given people the tools to carve out the future, to literally carve out things in such a way that they will become historic and their impact in their own personal lives and then the lives of others. But there's something about this, the, the, even in the field of arts, like something huge is shifting where how we would look at it a certain way. It's changing because of how some people are seeing and hearing. And I just want to challenge people out there that they feel isolated because I just feel like I'm speaking to people that feel mm. isolated because mm. they've been looking at things a certain way, and it's almost like... Uh, uh, alienated them or made them feel like they just didn't fit that there is a creativity in them that's huge that's getting unlocked yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, that's good and the thing about the uh how powerful something is like this is that faith comes by hearing hearing. yeah and so it's funny like radio is one of those (laughs) media you know, it's hung in there, you know, mm-hmm. like I remember people are saying that radio is going to be extinct, you know, <laughs> however long ago. It's right. like the original media. Right. And, and we're on AM radio, you right. know, but with radio, you have to hear it, you know, yeah. and right. there's something about, I think, the audio form of media mm-hmm. that's very interesting in the sense that you do have to use your imagination. Yeah. You know, because and, hearing is creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So through the things that are just being declared right now, as people hear it and they listen to mm-hmm. it, it begins to build out a framework within their, within their imagination that's different from watching TV 
or Netflix or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think that you, your, your soul or your spirit can begin to engage with content differently over media than when it's already given to you, already built on a screen. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, so if you are watching this while well, you're watching, hey, not, not dissing the Facebook viewers, you know, <laughs> uh, but if you're listening to this on, on the radio, uh, definitely take the next steps and re-listen to this and you can begin to journal um, it, uh, because with something like this, we, 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 t- we start talking, but there's a moment usually for every listener where our voices get turned down yeah. and the voice of the, uh, of, the, of the spirit gets turned up. And all of a sudden, the spirit of the father begins to testify within, within people's spirits. And it's that sonship dynamic that begins to pop in people's. So if you were listening to this show today, and as we're talking, it's like Michael's voice disappeared. And all of a sudden, it's like your imagination just began to go 3D. Right. That's the win. Like That's the win of a show <laughs> right. like this. And so make sure that you export that data by journaling. Or by just telling a friend, yeah. but be accountable for this encounter that you're having right now by by not allowing for it to disappear by not exporting it onto paper or sharing it with a friend. Make sure that you, that you take this encounter and that you're generous with this encounter because that's how these things really yeah. manifest. Yeah, that's right. Instead of just being like, "Oh, I had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream that I, you know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, mm. awesome." Now, um. Michael, tell us about your website. Where can people learn more about you and the cool stuff that you're doing? Uh, we have a website, mticenter.com. It's more of the conservative one. Okay. We also have one that some people don't know about. But if you're ready to have your mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, Kingdom Creators, uh, creators with a K, Kingdom dot Creator. com. Yeah, yeah, Kingdom Creators, uh, creators with a K. Yeah, w- dot com. Awesome. And, and yeah, so. your books are, are there. Yeah, our our books are on mticenter.com and uh yeah, and they're becoming more readily in different stores. We have some stores here that we're looking at uh to get them into and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay, very 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 cool. Yeah, so make sure that you go on to uh kingdomcreatorswithak.com or mticenter.com and pick up uh Michael's resources. In fact, um we have just a couple minutes uh here, but um we are like uh, you've been in a, in a season of just rest and, um, and you've been working on a new project and your project is kind of is right in alignment with what we've been talking mm, about today. Right. Cause you, you're doing a lot of writing and reflecting yeah. on creating the future not just yeah. predicting it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, working on a book right now called the book of the spontaneous. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, which has to do with a lot of creativity and uh, Spielberg, all of these amazing people, uh, they have stories uh, that they have told about some of their greatest work has come out of a spontaneous moment. Interesting. And I realize that that is a key link that everybody carries. Not everybody knows how to step into that, to activate it. So mm-hmm. what I've learned over the years is how to activate that spontaneity. Wow. And how it's becoming more of a forefront, has been huge in history but is about ready to explode. Oh, that's yeah. going to be an amazing book. Yeah. I can't read. I can't wait to read that. And that's kind of what we've done today because yeah, none of our, none, exactly. we, we didn't have a, a framework for today's show. Yeah. You know, we just sat down and just kind of followed the flow. Yeah. And I've been declaring for a while, uh, 2020, the year 2020, I call it the age of maturity. Wow. That there are things in the natural and the technical world, as far as the spirit, it will reach a level of, of maturation that we've never seen. We will literally 
uh, crest over into a new economy, into a new understanding in so many different ways on earth and in heaven. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think, I think that's, that's amazing. I think one of the, you know, for myself, one of the greatest places to practice the spontaneous is just in relationships. Because yeah, oftentimes right. the longer you're in a relationship with somebody, the more predictable we become, yeah, you know? Right. And so there's something about practicing the spontaneous in our relationship and, and not really having things really figured out, but just doing something new, something random maybe, yeah. and just seeing where that goes and seeing how life can be released even in, in relationship yeah. through the spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. So if you think too about, we, we look at realities like this physical reality, dreams as a reality, mm-hmm. a spiritual reality, but so is thinking. So we're getting into that realm to where we can, as a person thinks, so is he. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's... Michael, 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 Michael. Yeah, so how, when when is that book coming out? Do you think when, when uh, do you think it'll be done? Couple months. Okay, awesome. Let's let's do that show when you're yeah. done. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Supernaturalist Radio Show. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take Take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.